Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to present to you Lunafest.io in association with Terraspaces.org. The first episode of the Lunafest podcast. Wednesday, 2nd of March. Welcome to the first edition of the LunaFest podcast. I'm Andre Moon from the LunaFest team, and today we have a very special edition where I'm guest host and we interview the man behind the podcast and all round LunaFest hype man, Wiggy. Firstly, to those that don't know, LunaFest is the first Web3 musical festival owned and powered by the community, the People's Festival. And first of all, I just want to give a huge shout out to Finn and Terra Spaces for hosting the podcast for our first edition. Thank you, Finn. Absolutely. And there we go. For those that want to know more, find us on Twitter at LunaFest UK and our website, LunaFest.io. So welcome, Wiggy. Glad to get this first session under our belt. Um, We'll get to your involvement with LunaFest in a little while. But first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. uh, Well, nice to be on the show. First and foremost, uh, basically, I'm so excited about LunaFest. when I found out about it, I was just so excited. Everything that you that we've spoke about is things that I've already taught. And I just think it's going to be an amazing journey. And I'm so happy to be involved because I think this Lunar Fest is going to go far. You're a UK-based lunatic, that's right? I am, mate. Yeah, I'm based in Liverpool. God's country, mate. God's country. You're blue or red? I'm most definitely a red. I've been to four European Cup finals, two UEFA Cup finals, and probably all the best grounds in Europe with Liverpool, so Evertonians don't get to do that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> As a Leicester fan, I can't say too much, mate. We've, uh, we've had a bit of silverware, but nothing like you guys. Yeah, I actually missed the cup final on uh, Sunday. It was on holiday in Mexico, and that's pure bad planning by myself. <laughs> I'm sure you didn't mind too much with a cocktail in your hands lying on a beach, buddy. To be honest, I missed a match because I was in transit, but I just got through all the checking and got into a, a bar and actually seen the penalty shootout in a lounge in the airport. So, <laughs> all good. You made the good stuff. So just just tell us, how did you get into crypto to begin with? Yeah, crypto. 2017, I started a job. Uh, a major, I work on the railways, so I started a major project. Uh, one of my mates was... a. Uh, manager i went in as a site manager and i walked into the office on my first day and it was like something out of a what's it called the film not sure mate not sure the wolf of wall street there we go oh there you go great yeah and they were all uh jumping on the xrp this was like 2017 just before the christmas and xrp actually rocketed it well say rocketed it went from 30p to just under, just over two dollars in the space of a month. So that was my first little go into crypto. So I made a little bit of money at that, and then to be honest, I never really uh, divulged in it after that till my friends introduced me to Luna in twenty twenty one, in March of twenty twenty one, and he he basically found it through pure luck driving to work one day, and he. Uh, he was listening to something on the radio. He typed in Luna 
and I brought him to the crypto luna. So he started having a look at that. Then he showed me, and we both got involved. So from there, it's just it's been good. It's been a good ride. I got in at I got in at $18, bought all the way down to five, and then I've been buying all the way back up to the hundred, down to fifty, and now we're back again and had a little drop today, but back down to ninety. True lunatic style, buying every single step of the way. I yeah. Love it. I've discovered yeah. NFTs as well, which I've always liked art, uh, physical art mainly, but now I've discovered NFTs. Uh, actually love the Terabots more than all of the rest, but there's a few good ones out there, but I do love the Terabots. There is. You're chatting to probably two of the right people if you're talking about NFTs. I think uh, it's going to be a decent scrap between me and, and Finn when it comes to how many NFTs, liquid JPEGs we have sat in our wallet, my friend. Yeah, there are some cool. uh, dangerous amounts of money that has been spent on JPEGs. Let's just say that. Some some good, some some not so good. I'll just say um, but, that they don't call me Finn Breaker of Bots for nothing. I have wrecked several Gravidao lunar assistants now because it just can't handle how powerful my NFT collection is. <laughs> it's so bad. Everybody has to re-verify and shit because the bot completely dies. They have to bring it back into the server and then have, oh, it's it's a mess. Is it like a full page when you type it in? Your it's, yeah, room? you're scrolling. You're definitely scrolling. I like to support all the projects if I can. <laughs> That's it. It's a dangerous, it's a dangerous hobby. Dangerous hobby. Yeah, just aping into NFTs, just left, right, and centre. But um, hopefully they'll pay off. We're, we're early. Well, that's good. <laughs> well, that's it. When you look at some of the prices of them galactic punks, it's absolutely crazy. Sometimes I just I can't get my head around it, but it's the trend, and people buy them. So, and yeah, above all, they look yeah. good after them as well. The problem is as well is there is always so much hype. There's always like hype about the next project as well. It's not just like, okay, I'll just buy this one and I'll wait and uh, I won't buy any more. There's always hype about the next one. So I was after the uh, the skeleton punks, I was like, cool, I'm not going to buy any more. Lo and behold, there's this mutants thing. I'm like, shit, I'm going to have to go and ape into that now. There's another two hundred dollars gone, but hey ho, it's a good it's a good addiction to have, and hopefully they uh, they they show some good returns at some point. Hopefully, hopefully these are. <laughs> so, just give us a bit of a flavour for your your musical journey. You've, you've, you're regularly in the Telegram and you're tweeting out all the time about um, you know mixes and you've, you've got a really eclectic music taste by by the look of things. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, I'm a '70s kid, so I grew up uh, with my dad listening to Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, Jim Morrison, Supertramp. So. I love all that stuff, Bob Marley. Uh, going away with the footy lads, listening to a lot of punk, the clash, the jam, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and obviously, I was a uh, late 80s school into the early 90s with the, I call it the E generation, the breakout of dance music as we know it, uh, the illegal warehouse parties to legal parties, uh, the nightclubs. Uh, Festivals, to stadium raves, um, I've been through it all. I've listened to it all the house music. I love all the early Quadrant Park stuff, the Hacienda stuff, the Chicago, Detroit, uh, the Hal House, the IB Ferelli stuff. Uh, my first real love was of the big dance festivals with the Fantasias. 
Um, I can remember the Donington Parks. Fantasia, Big Bang, Carl Cox was our course set and that was probably the best hard course set you'll ever listen to, but there's so many, but that always stands out for me. That is an amazing set. Uh, club and culture. Uh, being from Liverpool, I used to go to the Hard Dock, which is in Liverpool. Yeah. Um, the Drome, which is in Birkenhead, 051. Uh, and venture then out, my favourite club of all time, and I've been to many... BNIB to Berlin, Amsterdam, which is absolutely amazing, Amsterdam. Yeah, but Club Kinetic in Stoke-on-Trent was the pinnacle of anything I've ever been to. 17-year-old, jumping in cars, jumping in coaches, little hour and a half up the motorway. So some of the best Gabba techno nights, hardcore nights. On a Friday night, yeah, yeah it was brilliant. And then the Elter Skelters in Milton Keynes as well, Sanctuary. You've done them all by the sounds of things. Yeah, Donny Park's probably five, ten minutes from where I live, mate. So close. Yeah, but uh, I, I would like to mention Berlin and Amsterdam as well for the techno scene. Techno in Berlin's probably the epicentre. It's just a bit far out at times, Berlin. Um, I, like, I like Amsterdam better for the fact that a lot of the events in Amsterdam are ticketed events. You get a ticket, you go. Berlin's just crazy Saturday nights. You can wait in a queue for two hours just to get turned away. But if you are lucky enough to get into the likes of Bergen or Sissy Foss, it is worth it. But if you ever are in Berlin, I'd say the best time to get into Bergen is probably a Sunday afternoon, Sunday tea time, because the parties don't stop till Monday, Tuesday anyway. Start on a Saturday night and you just go and go. But crazy techno parties. Have you got a favourite festival experience? If you can, you can you kind of pinpoint one thing. Is there like one event that you've been to has been you've been sat there thinking, "Wow, this is it. This is this is it's never going to get better than this." Yeah, some of the Alter Skelters, the atmosphere in the Alter Skelters were amazing. Yeah, music festival wise, to be honest, I haven't really done that many festivals. I've done the likes of your Creamfields and your Loveland festivals. Yeah. Rock band music-wise, I've done the V Festival a few times. Um, apart from that, it's mainly warehouse parties and the club scene. Can you think of like a major club scene or a, you know like a club night that you've been to with that kind yeah. of that same feeling? Yeah, Awakenings. Awakenings is a special place if you ever get to go to Gasalda in uh, Amsterdam. It's just like a temple of techno. Yeah, I'm a regular visitor of ADE, which is the world's biggest electronic music festival in Amsterdam. It's usually the third week in, um, in October. Starts on a Wednesday, finishes on a Sunday. You've got five nights of parties in the football stadium. To They've even had them in the train station to every nightclub. To every, everywhere they can throw a party, they throw a party. Um, so up until COVID stopped me from going, I was probably on 10 years on the run, going to the ADE. The yeah, favourite party in ADE, I'd have to say Dave Clark's night, Friday night, yeah, Dave Clark presents in Milkweg. That's a special, um, special little, it's like an old school venue. But there's, there's some great places in Amsterdam. You've got Paradiso, you've got Club Escape, that's a good place for the Electro House. Um, and there's just, there's just parties everywhere. You'll never get stuck to... But a good night out like over the ADE week. I mean, Amsterdam's a special place anyway, isn't it? For many, many different reasons. Yeah, well, to be honest, it's just, it, it is really, it's my favourite city in the world, to be honest. Like, 
I'd uh, I'd happily go and live there. I'd, I'd yeah. even would. It's uh, I've been a been a few times. I've not been for ADE, but I've um, yeah, I've had a I've had a good mooch round and enjoyed the the delights of the city many times. And yeah, just what a place to have on our doorstep in Europe. Just an incredible, incredible experience. So I have to add that to my bucket list, mate. I think. Yeah, fifty minute flight for me. It takes me two hours ten to get a train to London. So <laughs> it's it just makes madness. Sense. So out of, um, you mentioned it, loads of names in there. It, like, can you pick out like favorite artists and DJs? I mean, I've, I've I, I see you've got like a massive eclectic mix, but like, have you got some yeah. favorites that are sitting there? Without a shadow of a doubt, it'd have to be Carl Cox. Um, Carl Cox is just he's the greatest DJ ever, to be honest. Um, from when he used to play hardcore right through to the breakbeat hardcore to the techno that he does now in Resistance. Uh, seen him in space. Yeah, pretty much see Carl Cox wherever you can. Yeah, he'll never let you down. He's just a master. Um, you've got, these have got a few TJs out there. I, I'm really bang into the techno scene at the moment, so I like the I love the likes of Sven Vat, all the German DJs, Pam Pot, Solomon Plus One and Pass It on a Sunday night. If it was going to the IBF between the three parties that I choose from, it'd probably be Amnesia on the Monday. Sven Vat's night. Uh, Tuesday Resistance in Privilege or Pasha on a Sunday, Solomon Plus One. But you've got other parties, but between them three, uh, you'd probably find me in one of them three. Do you know what? I've never been to Ibiza. I've never been there. Yeah, I just I just love chilling on playing them Bossa Beach. Up until Ushuaia uh, got the music lowered down, you could just chill on the beach outside Jet. And just sun shining, techno pumping. It's just the best place, to be honest. And the sunsets as well, brilliant. Probably one of the best places to see a, see a sunset, Café Del Mar. Oh, some of the pictures I've seen from there look immense. We've actually got, um, there's a group of us that are going out from Lunafest to present at the um, International Music Summit in Ibiza in uh, end of April. So uh, that'll be my first visit to the White Island. We'll be uh, yeah presenting to some of the biggest names in electronic dance music. Um, yeah, alongside I mean it's, it's obviously run it's, it's co-run by um, Pete Tong, so there'll be some big names there. I would have thought. So I think I'm going to be going in at the deep end, mate. Yeah, it'll be a good a good trip. Make sure you check out the old town as well, the castle and all the restaurants as they wind down through down to the port. That's a decent little place as well, to be honest. I don't know if the weather will be great, but to be fair, as long as it's uh, nice and warm in the clubs, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. Well, anywhere in Ibiza on a trip is going to be good. It's got to be better than being in England. <laughs> Especially when you look at the weather today. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. I've just come back from places in the east. I got off my plane, it was like a storm. I had my shorts on, T-shirts. I, was, I couldn't wait to get my suitcase to get some clothes. <laughs> Did you look like a typical British tourist coming back? I love it. Yeah, and I'm on my tenth layer of skin on my nose. It's all gone. It's just just two weeks of pure sunshine. Oh mate, I think uh, I think hopefully when we now we've landed the date for uh, for August for for the uh, first event, I'm hoping that the British weather gods shine down on us and we actually get a decent decent few days of good sun because I think it'll make it extra special. Yeah, fingers crossed. We can only hope. So, um, 
I was going to ask you, obviously we've had COVID, all the clubs have been shut, obviously a lot of live music's kind of shut down, we've seen you know, a number of artists speak out about kind of artist rights and ownership of music, etc. Have you have you managed to get out and support any live music or gone to any gigs since it's yeah. kind of opened up? Not really. My brother's doing an event in a couple of weeks. Um, so I'm going to go to that. He's stuck in 1993 to 96. He's still a big hardcore uh, DJ. He plays with, he's got a few friends from Belfast. I used to play in Kelly's, he's big on the drone. Um, so they're doing events in a couple of weeks' time. I'm going to be here uh, going along to that. But uh, to be honest, my main thing at the moment has just been going to watch Liverpool since the football stadiums opened. I'm a big Liverpool fan, so I've just been getting out to, to the away games and just it's been good to get to some footy matches, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. I think there's um, any kind of live, either sporting or music or event that people have been able to get together with all missed massively it's been so good i was um i was at cheltenham the uh cheltenham races the day before or the week before they ended up locking the country down and that was kind of the last really big event that i went to i've been to to leicester to watch them play in the european um the european cup and obviously not the big one the small one but um yeah thoroughly enjoyed it there's nothing like getting together is there when you get a big group a big group of people all in one place yeah, but but being out, I've been like into the city centre and had a few beers and that, but I've not really been to like any big musical events as such. I did go and see Jimmy Cardo, yeah, the comedian. He's quite entertaining. <laughs> Crosses the line sometimes, doesn't he? I love him. Yeah, yeah, he's a lot worse while he's not live on TV, like so. But he is. He's, he's up there. He's not as good as Frankie Boyle, but he is good. I think it'd be good to get some, uh, definitely try and get some comedians down for Luna Fest for sure. Try and try and broaden the horizons just outside of music and crypto. And, and yeah, we're obviously going to have NFT artists there. But yeah, if we can get comedians, et cetera, there as well, that'd be amazing. Yeah, one of the last week festivals that he attended, uh, there was a tent set up for comedy. Like, I did catch an act. I forget who I was seeing, like, but I did catch an act in there. Uh, that was quite good, like. Just, yeah. just play it up, don't it? From like music, so we are gonna have speakers and that all the NFT and the crypto stuff. But it doesn't hurt to have a comedian. Everyone loves to laugh, don't they? <laughs> For sure. Um, <clears throat> you were, um, you were like one of the earliest members, if I remember right, in our Telegram group, and uh, you were like were one of the first people to keep it bouncing with all the links to DJ sets and like live performances and like the odd links to song and stuff so like tell us how you kind of came on board and why you kind of fell in love with the concept of of Luna Fest. to be honest everything that you are doing is something that i've always wished to do yeah i've always imagined uh, what would it be like to stand at a festival and dj in front of thousands of people or what would it be like to run a festival or what would you have? Would you have a tent to this year, a tent to that there? Everything about it, just like crypto music, it's just it's right up my alley. So I listen to music every day, virtually. I've got a varying range of some stuff. Sometimes I can even listen to a little bit of classical, which I've been getting into over the last couple of years. Um, some, when I used to work nights and I was driving home and I'd I'll play the stuff that I normally listen to. Sometimes I just throw the classical channel on the radio and just chill and drive home. So 
I pretty much like anything except the daily radio stuff and the pop music and jazz. I'm not a lover of the jazz either, but pretty much anything else, uh, I'll give a will. Yeah, I feel you. Um, I never really got into jazz until I met my my other half, and she's been she kind of got me into it a little bit. Been to went to Paris and been to a few jazz nights. Went to Ronnie Scott's down in uh, down in London, just an, an amazing jazz club. So I think jazz is, is far better live than it is recorded. If that makes sense. Yeah. I wouldn't even know where to start looking or what artists to look for, to be honest, when it comes to jazz. I don't think it really matters, mate. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think it really matters. Yeah. Um, so so you've, um, you keep you keep saying this LunaFest thing. It, can you give like a just a quick overview of it for people that are listening that might not know what LunaFest is? Yeah, for sure. So... Uh, yeah, LunaFest is going to be uh, the, the world's first Web3 backed, community owned, community powered festival. So it's going to, the first Genesis event is happening on uh, in August 2023. Uh, we were going to try and hold it this year, but due to travel restrictions and booking times of artists, etc., we decided to bump it back and build something super special. Um, so we've got uh, 6,000 uh, person capacity year one. The site itself is 2,500 acres of a stately home, so we can build that out up to 100,000 people. Um, it might only be 6,000 people a year one, but we want it to be the most attended festival on the planet. And what we mean by that is you can have anybody attending anywhere in the world via the metaverse. So we're hoping that if you want to see the main stage or you want to hear one of the keynote speakers in the main house or you want to go over to the second stage, you can put on your goggles, you can put on your VR goggles and attend virtually and see that act and listen to that act live. The whole idea of it was 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 the merging of live music, but also bringing and networking people from the blockchain and Web3 industry. So it's kind of a bit of a celebration of, of the crypto industry, but also the music industry as well. And we're seeing more and more artists embracing this new technology. So we see it as a way of bringing on uh, non-natives, so people that are attending the festival purely to listen to the music, um, that are going to get um, onboarded while they're there. They're going to hear talks from key protocols, not just within Terra, but from outside of the cosmos as well. So we're talking to a, no a number of protocols and projects cross-chain. Um, so we're going to be embracing all these people, all these artists, and the artists obviously have you know tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, or even millions of followers. So we're going to bring all eyes on Web3 and hopefully bring a load of new natives to the uh, the crypto space. So it's going to be three days, three nights, keynote speakers, artists, NFT galleries. We're going to have uh, three, uh, three stages. So we're going to have the main stage, which is uh, built where well, the whole site is being built by an award winning site builder. Um, they build We Are Festival. So they're a, a global site builder. They do events in the UK, Europe. Asia um, and also funny enough Mexico where Wiggy's just been and um, so we've got the potential to roll this out globally um, and after year one that is the intent that we're going to go bigger and better for every event that follows it um, so yeah it's just going to be an amazing an amazing opportunity for, for people to get together enjoy music celebrate web3 network onboard new people and yeah just get to know each other a bit better Damn, that sounds awesome. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> when I first heard about it, I thought exactly the same. And I, I just envisioned this 
Lunafest should be a global thing. I think you can have Lunafest Europe, Lunafest Asia, Lunafest United States or Americas, shall we say. And I just think it will grow. And there's so many different ways you can take this with the NFTs and the crypto stuff and onboarding people onto it. It's just, it will grow. It just, obviously, it's got to start somewhere. But... I can't see it growing and growing. Um, oh, yeah. You use it. this and take all of the different pieces everyone's been building and put it together. Like you have the infrastructure to completely pull this off without any like ticket masters or any, any of those old kind of legacy industries getting their hands in the pot and, and taking their share. I just heard an AMA with ticks and it sounds like their app that they're building would be perfect for accepting tickets at this thing and onboarding people that don't even have a Terra wallet yet. Trevor, or was it Trevor and, and Ryan that were on that? Yeah, chat? yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were, um, when, when the idea was first banded about back after the Columbus 5 launch, we were chatting to those guys. So um, yeah, watch this space. I think, you know, everything that we're doing has got to be, you know, backed by the ecosystem. So that's, you know, decentralized tickets through NFTs. It's, you know, UST is the currency of choice on site. So if you want to go and buy a beer or you want to buy some merch or, you know, we're chatting with Luna Loot, you know, we're, we're talking to all the people from that, from the from our our ecosystem to be there. Um, but yeah, tickets is definitely the type of the type of business that we want to be talking to in terms of ticketing. I mean, they're, they're, yeah, they're building something super cool over there. I mean, it right. Oh yeah, this definitely feels like what we've been training our whole lives for. It's kind of cool that we've all like found this space and 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 found spots in the space to you know bring our our individual talents and stuff. Like this will be epic to to see. Yeah, I mean, it's every single conversation we're having is just getting like we we try not to get too excited, but like we have a conversation, we get off the phone call, we get off the meeting, and we're just like buzzing. We're wired. We have yeah. a team meeting to catch up with what we've been doing after a week, and it's just like wow this thing's just blowing up that's how it should be that's how work should be and for yeah. the first lucky attendees of the festival the tickets are going to be nfts so you know it'll be good to get your hands on one of those nft tickets and sure. even pay, even purchasing tickets if, if we're going to bounce off something like anchor i don't know how the tokenomics are going to work but if you was to purchase a ticket a year in advance Surely, if we were bouncing off Anchor or something, by the time it comes to the festival, the ticket probably could pay the, the purchaser a little reward, whether it be tokens in the festival, things like that. There's just so much stuff that's going to happen at the festival, and there's going to be a few little surprises that's going to come out at the festival. It's just going to be so good. And for the lucky attendees of the first one, I'm sure they'll be wanting to buy a ticket for the second one, and it will grow. And hopefully, we might need a bigger venue. <laughs> well, we've got capacity for a hundred thousand. So if we outgrow that, mate, but the world is our oyster. But you're look, you're absolutely right. The first, the first attendees of the festival, with the stage that we're at in terms of the tokenomics, is we are um, we've peer tested it amongst a couple of people uh, within the community already, and then we've got two specialists lined up for meetings on Friday, uh, both from really big protocols that you would have heard of um I, I won't mention their names just in case um but yeah they're going to go through and pull apart the tokenomics model that we've got but ultimately we want to reward the early uh the early artists the early investors the early attendees so you know the artists that are attending we want to pay them in a weight of tokens we want to pay them in ust um 
the early uh, the first uh, attendees physical attendees of the best festival and also metaverse attendees we're looking to airdrop some tokens to those guys um, and there'll be a greater weight of those tokens going out in year one than there is over the subsequent years so the people that really get behind it in in year one are going to be rewarded the most um but yeah you, like you say like the opportunities that are out there are going to be be absolutely amazing and, and every single call that we have every single meeting that we have we come away just like mind blown like how how are we gonna like this is just getting bigger and bigger and better and better than we probably could have ever imagined back in september or october when this idea first came about um so yes super excited it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing and working with the team that we've got and it's just incredible and then i can see as it grows as well and Possibly we do get bigger stages or more stages throughout the festival site. I can see members of the uh, ecosystem, the different protocols fighting all over to have, say, you want a Luat stage or you want a Derby Star stage or the Terabots want a stage or the Terabots don't, whatever. I, I can see them all. Um, there should be a good few talks. Like, um, And if the festival does go worldwide, Maybe they'll all get a go of it, naming a stage. Yeah. yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, we've, you know, obviously we have a main stage. We've got a huge main stage set up to begin with. We've got a second stage. We're, we're speaking to a, a major um, music type protocol within the cosmos at the moment. Um, uh, so we'll see how those conversations get. They, I mean, they're very positive. But we're also going to have the lunatic stage. You talk about the community, and that's kind of one of the reasons for having this podcast was to, to showcase. The, the talent that we've got within Terra. There's so many people out there that are either DJs or in bands or artists. And I think that having this podcast gives us the ability to showcase that talent. But then if people want to put themselves forward to play at Lunafest on the, we're going to have the lunatic stage. So we're going to have a third stage that is the community stage that's designed purely for, for community members. I mean, clearly Finn, you've, you're, you've got, you've got a main stage slot. Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I take it. You've, I take it. You heard some of his beats, uh, Wiggy. Yeah, I haven't. To be honest, I just that little one the other day, but it sounded really good. To be honest, it did. I was well impressed. Yeah. He's uh, he's he's got some serious talent. He's uh, he's always pretty coy when we mention it, but he's um, yeah, he can spit some bars. That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I definitely, I played a few dive bars in my day when I used to live in Montana, but nothing at all like serious and, and no like festivals or anything. But I'm definitely looking forward to it when this gets pulled off. <laughs> Are you also festival scene like in Oregon? Uh, it's a lot of like uh, barter fair, kind of more hippie centric, I guess, like acid and hippies in the woods and like jam bands, that kind of vibe. Uh, I love it. I, I'm like a forest guy, so I'm, I'm all about that shit. Uh, and then if you venture further north, uh, you'll get to Washington where they have the Okanogan Barter Fair, which is basically the same kind of vibe. Just instead of a forest, you're out on like these cool plains and stuff. And like they set up big teepees and all this crazy shit. And people are like smoking DMT allegedly and, and tripping on acid. And like it's just a big, like happy, awesome reset before everyone goes back to the, you know, the day to day grind uh, that that we have oh, it sounds amazing i think it's 
yeah that, that kind of festival really appeals to me that that kind of yeah getting back to basics and yeah just yeah properly chilling out I, uh, I gotta say though like the biggest one I've ever been to was in the UK and I, it was called the Homelands Festival I feel oh, like it was yeah. in the early 2000s but like I, I knew this kid online because we both had the same kind of like jokey Mimi website so like we became friends and he's like hey like come over and crash here and like we'll go to this crazy festival and I was like okay like and did it and saw the streets there I think LTJ Buckham there there was like so many big names it was like one of those things you were describing where it was like a three-day just party with like carnival rides and shit like <laughs> it was such a crazy experience though because I'd never seen anything like that before and like like these guys in the UK did it upright, like rented the Mercedes like limo van to get drove to the place. And then like, yeah, just three days of insane debauchery and amazing music and, and stuff. I, I love it. How did you find LTJ in Buckham? With I, the drum and bass? I'm, up your, uh, I'm more of like Aphrodite, like harder kind of drum and bass, but I do enjoy his smooth like transitions and some of his like older stuff I enjoy that that's a little bit harder, but like the smooth, it kind of reminds me of how you guys were describing jazz. Like it, it, it's just like that background music where it's just like real smooth and kind of lo-fi. That, that's what it reminded me of. I used to love the Alter Skelter breakbeat, the uh, drum and bass, Dr. S. Gache, Fabio Groove Rider, Kenny Ken, Easy Groove. Oh, yeah. I think Fabric was the only like actual place we went to there besides like the festival, but I, I feel like it was called Fabric. But uh, yeah, fabric. This, this was years yeah, ago. Yeah, definitely Fabric. Yeah. Yeah, you, it's a, that's a big club. Decades well ago. <laughs> but yeah, great Still scene there for sure. Yeah, there's something, there's something about the Europeans with their with their like their festival culture. They they go hard. They they go real hard at festivals. They were going things. hard like on the way there, and I I was like 17 or 18, I think, and I I never really drank, so I I was always into like the trippies and stuff. So like I'm watching them just get wasted and then totally just handle themselves perfectly uh, off off the car and into the the festival. I was just like, damn, y'all must do this. <laughs> Looking around like, what the fuck? Professionals. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely some hardcore partying going on. So, yeah, I'm sure that Lunafest could get messy at some point. Yeah, when you when I first heard about it and saw that venue, I was that was the first thing I thought of was like the Homelands Festival and how amazing that experience was and how long it's been since I've done something like that. And I was like, yes, if if Luna makes one happen, like it will be the most epic party, like one of those movies, right? Where like the whole build up is to the day of the party, and it's like just the most epic and ending ever. Like that's what I'm picturing. This would like the festival actually is on a Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, which is going to be a first because it's just totally out the norm. Normal festivals being a weekend, but this is crypto, and crypto has no boundaries, and we can do whatever we want. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is just going to be it's going to be epic. Yeah, I mean the ability that gives us to secure artists like big name artists that if you'd have tried on a weekend is 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 a massive like game changer for us and Finn will know better than anybody like you you, you know no one does Monday to Friday nine to five in crypto anymore. It's, oh no. uh, 
<laughs> yeah, you it's give the that. The thing I do when I wake up, and it's the last thing I do before I go to sleep, is check the price of Luna. I'm straight on my coin all before I go to sleep, and when I wake up. Yeah, has pretty much got me trained. Like, as soon as I wake up, I check my Twitter notifications and make sure I don't have to jump out of bed to start a space recording. And then if there's not, I can just chill and check charts and, and claim farm rewards and all that shit. The, the routine. Yeah, it's got to be done. There's a, there's a certain procedure, I think, that once you're embedded, it is like a, you don't get up and look at anything else now. You literally get up and you look at the chart. You look at the charts. I mean, luckily, we don't have to look at the C5 Twitter spaces. That must be some gig. Yeah, I've got it dialed in to where while I'm processing audio and waiting for the the filters to to clean up the audio a bit, I'll like check Twitter, make sure there's no spaces that I need to schedule, like check prices, all that shit. It takes about a minute or two, and then I go back. And so I, I'm trying to utilize about every second of every day here to keep up with this. <laughs> I'm surprised it's not a full time job just keeping up with Seafire, to be honest. That man is a machine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the the huge thing about this ecosystem among like all of the protocols and stuff. You have people like that that are using their time, like to help educate the rest of the ecosystem and, and coming from a place of like, I want to help everybody get better and not just like, yeah, pump my bags. Like he doesn't give a shit. He's just here to like help everybody be smarter and, and live a little better, you know, like, and you don't see that in many ecosystems. No, it's, it's definitely something special. I was lucky enough to get into Ryan Ola's uh, lunatics first bot group. And, to be honest, it was one of the best things that happened to us when we first found the ecosystem because the alpha that we got off that and just just learning stuff and the community, it is a strong community. I love everything about it, to be honest. It's, um, it's good. It's good. It's one of the best things to come out of the lockdowns. I went from having being no, no social media to having Telegram and being in groups and just chatting each day. Um, if there was one good thing about COVID, it probably was that. It gave me a bit of time to do this kind of stuff and discover crypto in a big way, which has been rewarding, to say the least. It's uh, been a good journey. It's been slowly acclimating us to living full-time in the metaverse, which I, I can fully appreciate. And I, I also think like the pairing of an awesome music festival scene, and then just like imagine you've been partying all night and then the next morning you just like get to wake up and, and eat something and like listen to people talk about their protocols, like literally just like what you would do at home, hopping on a Twitter space, except live. Like, I, I just think that would be that that's going to be the greatest shit after a long night, just like soaking up all of this information. I, I think it'll be fun. Whipping yeah, off phone, going gonna... off your best NFTs. My yeah, we're gonna have. Um, there's a. There's, I don't know if you've seen the pictures of the space. We're gonna start releasing some more information shortly. But like the venue's all locked in. The place itself is. It's over 400 years old. It's it's an amazing uh, stately home. It's, it's it's still in the same hands as the original um, owners. So it's still in the same family group, which has just been handed down through the generations. Um, it's uh, yeah, like I say, everything in there is genuine, authentic. It's luxury. It's original. It's just a, an absolutely beautiful house. Um, but then on top of that, you've got this amazing, you know, this amazing set of grounds that we're going to have this completely up to date, like cutting edge um, 
festival at, and then we're going to have all these protocols talking in the main house we're going to have you know if we get some huge speakers which we're looking to do they're going to be talking on the main stage we've got a full conference area inside the main house as well so like you say you can get up hungover grab yourself a coffee and go and sit and listen to whoever the keynote speaker we've got on the main stage or in the main house it's just going to be yeah something pretty special yeah it feels a bit idyllic to be honest for those of you that haven't seen it definitely like we'll we'll throw a link to it in the the episode post here but it just picture like any fairy tale you've ever heard like the castle and the grounds it's literally out of a fairy tale like it is so epic looking and just to imagine like all of the lunatics there with like awesome music and just all of this it, it is if if the documentary gets made that they're working on with uh, the the Lunar Film Guild, this would be like the best ending for it. You know, like the the whole journey from start to finish, culminating at this crazy property with everybody there. Like that that I couldn't think of a better ending for that story. Yeah, it yeah. feels it feels feels pretty special. We've got we actually got a, a media guy. Um, Simon Ghost is is on Twitter. He's he's already documenting things for us. So we've we've kind of had a bit of a a feel for it. We don't want to say fire festival because that's 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 not what this is about. But um, yeah, we definitely want to do it. We definitely want to you know document the whole thing. And I think it's a really key part of the architecture for 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 Terra and the ecosystem and and just Web three in general. But you're absolutely right to be able to get there in you know sixteen months time and have this amazing event is going to be be pretty awesome to put a basis to names as well i'm in a couple of groups and it'd be good to meet up with some of the lads that you talk to or you see them posting on daily basis it'll be good to have a beer with a few of these people and you know rock the place listening to some good music i know my sure. shit's gonna be banging anyway definitely mate I mean, it's gonna be uh it's gonna be three days that i don't think any of us will ever forget just that that first time when we actually make the site and we, we'd always said as a team if we got to the 22nd of february when the whole team met on site it's happening you know this is going ahead and we've had two or three like amazing meetings with with two two potential key sponsors kind of headline sponsors and both seem extremely keen with what we've proposed so like all systems go this is this is this is on this is going and uh yeah august 23 is going to be be like you say when that fairy tale ending is for us um but um yeah i mean super stoked and super stoked to have like wiggy on board as well um because it was actually am i right in thinking it was you that came up with the idea for the podcast when you were chatting to myself and ian yeah possibly i think we were just we were just bouncing ideas and just talking in general and things were just flowing and I don't know, there's so many different ways you can go. To be honest, I come up with ideas and forget them and then I just have brainwaves and I'm sure you're the same yourself. It's just when you think of, you, you get sidetracked and start thinking of things and then it's just, um, yeah, it's got so many different avenues and different ways you can take this festival. It's, it is a... Yeah, it's going. It's going to be good. It really is going to be good. So the plan going forward is obviously we're going to try and get a um, a podcast once a week. You know, I'm only kind of part hosting this one and and with Finn to kind of get the first one up and running. But what can we expect in the coming weeks for for some of the podcasts you've got lined up? Because I know that you've you've already got some guests signed up. Is that right? 
Yeah, yeah, I think we're about five or six weeks out here. We're going to start actively looking for members of the community, whether it be the Terra community or any other crypto community. We like to onboard anyone, even onboarding non-natives to crypto who we can turn into crypto because, let's be honest, crypto is the future. So, yeah, we're just going to get as many artists on as possible, whether they be electronic music DJs or whether they be in a band or whether they be a solo singer. Someone wants to get on and play an app. Yeah, I'm open-minded. We'll, we'll do whatever, you know. It's, um, I'm sure we could find a little corner somewhere for the harpist, but it'll be... Uh, <laughs> It'll be mad. We just, uh, yeah, so basically we're going to, similar to what we've done tonight, we're going to chat, we'll talk crypto, we'll talk their journey, we'll talk music, and we'll submit uh, a set that they'll have made. And hopefully, when it goes to full governance of a community owned festival, we're going to pick and choose the artists through governance, and it's just going to fall in line as a community owned festival. Music for the people, by the people, and just let's do this and let's have a good party and let everyone be happy and jolly and we will just carry this on globally, hopefully. Love it, love it. I think um, I think that you've hit the nail on the head with that. I think we, you know, it is the people's festival and you know the roadmap which we've 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 got finalised. We're going to open up the Discord very soon and the the and the, the, the roadmaps in there that roadmap is to turn this into a DAO over the course of the next three years. Um, obviously, the first the first festival always takes a lot of time. Just shit needs to get done. Decisions need to be made. And we've got um, we've got seven. We're calling them custodians. I'm, I'm, I'm one of them, the custodians of the festival. And all we're doing is looking after your festival. We're looking after Lunafest um, until it's up and running. And then we can hand it over to the hand it over to the community via the tokenomics model and then it becomes a DAO. That is kind of the long-term view of it. And as part of that, we want, you know, members of the community, like I say, to get on the podcast, chat to us, put their set list forward, and then hopefully play live at, at Lunafest on the lunatic stage. I think it's there's nothing else quite like this been done before. And to have the community involved and owning the festival and powering the festival the way that we envisage it to is gonna be is going to be epic. And I really hope, Wiggy, you've tapped Finn up for a for a slot on this podcast. Yeah, I have asked uh, Finn. Uh, we were chatting about his brother, but I don't think his brother's a goer at the moment. But Finn, I'm sure Finn will happily get on and uh, talk his stuff. I'm pretty sure of it. Oh yeah, you actually might might be able to hear a little a little something something here soon. Uh, if you're watching the Mutants Project, I don't want to really say anything more about it. I'll let Pablo kind of do the big reveal, but yeah, it's we're pretty excited for that. And uh, yeah, I'll uh, whenever you I'll, I'll put a, I'll put a little set together. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah! I love it too I'm that sorry. like this is a community of builders, and all of the infrastructure and framework that is being built is being built to disrupt all of this old way of doing stuff. And one of those industries is the music industry and and along with that you know the festivals and and everything that goes along with it and i feel like all of the cool stuff that's getting built here is just prime to like replace all of that old tech and and just 
find a better way of of doing things, a less greedy way, I guess. The, it seems like the old models are very built towards the few on the top make all the bucks while everyone doing the work and making the art is, is still scraping by. And it seems like a lot of this bank the unbanked and, and this new DeFi tech is designed with that in mind to like help everybody kind of come up together rather than just a few, which I'm all about. Sure. And I, I was listening to a Twitter Spaces the other week. There's, um, I think he's on Ethereum, a guy called Dill. We won't, we won't hold it against him, but it's a guy called Dill. And he was, um, he holds two or three Twitter Spaces every week. And uh, he's all about onboarding artists into, um, into NFT music. And he talks regularly about, you know, ownership of your own material and, and people taking cuts and, you know, kind of rowing your own boat, really. And um, bizarrely enough, there's a, you, I don't know if you've heard of a um, film, there's a, there's a British artist called Kate Nash. Um, hmm. she's um she was really well known she had a few hits back probably 10 years ago um but yeah kind of a, a, a singer songwriter from london had a few big hits in the uk um but she would actually dropped into the space and was listening in and then was kind of invited up to the panel to speak and she was talking exactly about what you've just been saying about that you know the streaming sites ripping her off management agents ripping her off she lost a load of money she basically didn't own her own music and you know this new technology gives those artists and 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 musicians that ability to to kind of do their own shit they don't have to worry about you know keeping record labels happy they don't have to worry about shitty you know um streaming fees and getting like you know tenths of pennies or cents for for each stream that they get they can actually start to make money from the music that they create yeah, the, the tech just wasn't there before. Like you had to have a, a studio, you know, like you, you had to have money or hope that they liked you enough to like put your music out. But then at that point, like it's their music. But now like anybody can make music in, in their bedroom, in their car, like pretty much wherever, you know, like it's crazy how far this stuff has come. And the only missing piece was like Web2 tried to do it with CD Baby and, and all the streaming services. But again, like the artist kind of just got shat on just just like always. So so now like this new infrastructure of, of NFTs and like yield shifting and all of that stuff is just crazy to watch get built and and to have a festival like around everyone that's building that stuff and to have them do talks like yeah th- this this is gonna be legend for sure well this is i think that you know, it's going to be the platform for these artists and not only is it going to be a platform for them it's going to hopefully they're going to be ambassadors for lunafest and help help it grow which is what we want and everything in a DeFi way which is going to be brilliant yeah, I think um, yeah, but the first the, the the artists that we're targeting, we could, you know, we could try and go after anybody. But what we really want are, are those Web three advocates, those people that have spoken out, you know, about artist rights. They've spoken out about, you know, they talked about blockchain technology or NFTs or Web three. So they're the people that we're they're wanting, to, we're wanting to onboard early. You know, we'll, and also those that are just curious, those people that are interested or or, or maybe tempted by, it, but have never kind of found the right way about going about releasing their music in that way or producing music in that way hopefully lunafest gives them that springboard and that onboarding process to be able to do that um and and you know i think once we start to see 
you know a few key artists do it i mean we're already seeing some bigger ones talk about nfts and, and that side of things but i think if we can get more and more artists on board using lunafest i think this could be a really good way of of onboarding more more of those creative types to 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 the nft and the, and the music space on blockchain if you can yeah, get that's what lunafest is about on board and artists it's all about that and native people into crypto to just on board into crypto in general the bigger the ecosystem grows the old crypto space it's going to be the future so the bigger it grows the better it becomes and lunafest is going to be the first in the sense that it is the first and it's just going to be a privilege to say i was at the first one and i can't wait I would like to put a whole team of interns on doing nothing but reaching out to Grizz and Grammatic and getting them to play at a Luna Fest. I think that would be legendary. Those guys are all about blockchain tech and NFTs and that shit. That's what we're after. We've got um, we've got like an artist like proposal form in the Telegram group, so if people kind of spot something nice. exactly like that where they've been talking about it, they can say, "Look, I've seen this artist, and we want them to, you know, we think you should hit them up, and we'll um, we'll definitely make a go of it." Grizz, sir, pack up your saxophone and come to LunaFest, please. Thank you. <laughs> I just saw a big shout out for Carl Cox. I was reading somewhere yesterday that he's a. He's done something with Ethereum, the NFTs, or released some music on Ethereum. So I think Carl Cox is open-minded, and I think he'll just fill any festival anywhere in the world. Nice. And Infected Mushroom. That, that's my short list. <laughs> <laughs> Grizz and Infected Mushroom. Yeah. Love it. Hell yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if you just want to wrap anything up, Wiggy. I don't know if you want to... Um, do you want to talk a bit about your mix that you've put together, actually? Because you've, you've, you're the first person on the podcast. You're, the first, you're going to be hosting it going forward. Um, yeah, tell us a bit about your, your mix that you've put together. Yeah, I've done a... At the moment, I'm banging to me techno. I've done a one-hour, 30-minute techno mix this afternoon. Uh, as I say, I got home from Mexico two days ago. I was in work yesterday. Um, I've got up today. I've been on conference calls all day, so... I had to find time to just knock a set together. So, uh, yeah, I've just actually listened to it. It seems all right. Uh, the last tune, I wanted to put an old school, uh, good, decent tune in, and I was a bit undecided. So I, I half was going to put one in and then I cut it out. So And then put a, I put a banger in there at the very end. So all, all in all, yeah, it's a, really, uh, it's a good banger and techno set for anyone who loves the techno. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but well, I, I can tell you for a fact, I'm not normally a techno fan, but that has been banging this afternoon before before we had the uh, this this session. So um, yeah, highly recommend sticking around and listening to the uh, listening to the the uh, uh, the set that that Wig has put together. I think that it's um, yeah, it's an amazing first first um, first DJ mix that we've got for our first ever ever show. So. Yeah, I really appreciate you putting that together, mate. It's um, it's it's sounding banging. Um, I guess I just want to say like a massive thank you again to Finn and and Terra Spaces. If you haven't donated and you're not supporting them, please do so. These guys are doing so much for the Terra Space for the community. Um, yeah, find them on terraspaces.org. I think that's right, Finn. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard enough of your podcasts now to <clears throat> to know your tagline. So yeah. <laughs> 
terraspaces.org. Um, yeah, thank you to Wiggy for taking on the Lunafest podcast, for coming up with the idea, the concept, and driving the vision forward. But yeah, if you guys would just want to say anything before we finish up. Hey, well, tell everybody what the Lunafest website is <laughs> so they could. Ah, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm not even doing my own show. Yeah, lunafest.io. It's about to go over a big overhaul. Um, we're just getting the artists and sponsors, decks ready, and everything, all the branding's being updated at the moment. And we've got a teaser trailer video that is in the works right now. Should be out by the end of the week. So we are going to have some serious alpha dropping in the next few days. So yeah, lunafest.io or find us on Twitter at lunafestuk. And we also have a Telegram group on there too. Yeah, we've got a Discord channel opening up as well, which you'll probably find our podcasts getting posted as well as... Uh... Other places, they're just going to fire it out everywhere. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, we've got. Um, yeah, appreciate you sorting us out, Finn. Thank you for for um, yeah, supporting us from the from the get go and and for hosting and and helping with this first this first podcast and ongoing, mate. I really appreciate it. Really, you know, the whole Aluna Fest team really appreciate it. Hell yeah, yeah much appreciated, Finn. And when I see you at the festival, me, I'll buy the first beer for you. Oh, nice. I don't drink, but uh, yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> we'll get you something else oh yeah hell yeah uh yeah we're gonna we'll put these episodes up on the feed so if you're already subscribed to terra spaces you will just get it in the feed and if not you can subscribe there you can catch them on spotify stitcher google apple Podcasts, all that stuff so we're definitely getting all of this terra information and just uh cosmos information out there to a to a, as big of an audience as, as wants to to hear it so definitely come check it out build with us Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you for your time. And uh, yeah, let's go to the fest. Hell yeah. Enjoy this mix by uh, Wiggy. Wiggy, 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 Wiggy.
life. It's another 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 life. You're not just gonna be somewhere else. You're gonna be someone else.